What's up, y'all? This is Tony Powell, and you're listening to Powell to the People, the podcast, episode 224. Once again, the finest cast in the whole podcasting universe is back together again. When I want to know what's going on with the New York City transit scene, there is no expert I trust more than my cousin, Mr. Keith Powell. What's going on, Keith? Man, I am good, and once again, it's great to be here with the family. And when I want to talk local TV news, there's nobody I trust more than my favorite director, my brother, Mr. Mark Powell's in the house. What's going on, Mark? What's up, fam? What's up, world? And when I want to talk local New York City real estate, there's nobody I trust more than the man we call Eddie Kane Jr. The world calls him Derek Powell. I simply call him my cuz. What's going on, DP? Everything is good. Always good to be in the cypher with the cats. How you guys doing? Well, you know, Keith and I are fine. You know, we, we are suddenly enlightened. Uh, we know much more in this Black History Month that is February that's rapidly coming to an end than I, than we knew before. Over this past weekend, we both binge-watched the 1619 Project. And it, it I have to say, you know, I, I, Nicole Hannah-Jones did an amazing job bringing to light you know some of the elements that she 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 used in her her New York Times uh, essay and series of essays and articles, and she she brought to light she 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 broke it down into about six chapters, and she covered uh, black women, she covered the 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 slave trade, she covered economics, she covered um, you know generational wealth, uh, she covered capitalism, she covered a series of subjects, and and it was fascinating, and it seemed like. For all the things I thought I knew, I was learning something new every single episode. For instance, do you realize that there's only one of us on this podcast that was born as a full citizen of the United States? Let me say that again. There's only one of us on the podcast that was born with the full rights of a citizen uh, in the United States, and that is Mark, because he was born after the Civil Rights Act of of sixty five of sixty four and the Voting Rights Act of sixty five. So, in other words, he didn't the 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 three of us three of us did not have our full citizen rights. Nope. Yeah, that's weird, weird to think about, right? It's weird to think about. You know, we always think about the the sixties and all of that is is way 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 long time ago, and you know everything is better now. But the truth of it is, we were born as children. We did not have the full rights of citizens of the United States. Wow. Yeah. I mean, it's just it's just, it's just a weird thing to think about. We, you know, we learned uh, that in terms of wealth in this country, black people collectively only have 2% of the nation's wealth. Two like the milk. Yes. Like the milk. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. That. Yeah, our wealth and, and some Nestle's quick, and you got some chocolate milk. That's what you got. <laughs> by design, at that. But by design, right? That was the one. That was one of the things that we realized that 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 was revealed. Um, Anthony, a, I'm sorry, just, remember Anthony? In a previous podcast, you talked about the how our grandpa was denied part of that generational wealth because of the GI Bill. He was absolutely. That, so that, that's that stymied or stifled or hindered. The progress to uh, to what happened to many of white people, many of black guys who came back didn't have the same assets. Well, I, I take it a step further. Um, during the New Deal, uh, black people were denied 
most of the the rights of the New Deal. I think it was like 60% of black people could not um, enjoy any of the benefits of the New Deal, including the FHA loans. Right. FHA loans went almost exclusively. I, I, I forget what the percentage was. I wish I had written some of these numbers down, but the numbers are shocking. The FHA loans up until about 1962 went about 90 some odd percent to only white families. Black families were not even able to get an FHA loan, meaning that if you needed to buy a house, you had to come up with cash and, and you had to get a bank loan. And that was a whole nother series of, 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 of mm-hmm. stories. You had to get a bank loan. Um, and then you got a bank loan and then you could only buy places in red line districts. There's a reason why black people have been living in the worst sections of of the worst parts of town all over the country. It's not because we choose to. It's because you had no choice. You were redlined. And when you got redlined, that meant that your property values were automatically deemed lower than corresponding properties across town so yeah it is you know anybody that 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 says that slavery is over and you know jim crow is over and all of that and and you guys need to stop complaining really need to watch this this series of shows and start to do more research as I'm about to do because I, again, uh, she just wet my appetite. I was like, "Oh wow, I didn't know this. I didn't know that. I thought I thought I knew stuff." Yeah, you, you know what I found out, Anthony. You know when they talked about you no know, forty acres in the mule, right? Oh, yeah, that, go ahead. That lasted within uh, less than a year because they took it off the table. Yep. So That's there's why you no reparations have- that they spoke about. There was no such things. And even to now, they still fighting. Uh, it's been like 30 years to just get to the Senate floor to bring this. Uh, I forgot the guy from uh, North Carolina. He said come, is it, they made it into the trillions. It would be like 350,000 per 40 Person. million black people. Right. I'm like, wow. But he said, actuality, it's low. Higher. It's low. It's supposed to be high. There was a... Um, a family, the families, with 72 families in uh, Georgia. Right. Um, I think it was, um, what was it called? Harris, Harris Stock, where the federal government came and took their land from them and promised they would give it back to them. And guess what? They didn't get their ba- land back yet. And they still fighting after all these years. The, the, the sickness of that story is that, yeah, not only did they take, it wasn't like they took a few acres. They took a couple of thousand acres, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah, they um, turned into a, a forest, uh, right? Uh, a, a nature, a nature, nature reserve. Forest. Yeah. So during World War II, there was this family of, of there was about seventy-two families, black families living on this land that I guess they had accumulated. It's about a couple of thousand acres in Georgia, uh, I guess uh, west of or near Savannah. And during World War II, the federal government came and started bulldozing their homes and told them they had to get off because they were going to use that land for an airstrip uh, to prepare for, you know, to, to get soldiers ready for World War II. And as Keith said, they were they, they said that they would return the land when that was done. Well, when World War II was over, you know, they were like, you know what? Ah, we're done. We're done with the land uh, using it as an airstrip. So they leased it to some some idiot who was running prostitution and doing all kinds of crazy nonsense. And then they said, nah, we got to get it back from him, you know, ended his lease. And then they said, well, we'll make it a nature preserve. 
So the only black things living on that land right now are the bears and the deers. That's yeah. it. And I think they had the one the one church. That's one church there. that they, they were about to yeah they were going to bulldoze that. Right. And and, and and the black folks you know uh, that lived there threatened uh, you know th- you know said nah if, if you burn this one down that's the last one you'll burn. Uh, <laughs> so um, so yeah it's just it is it, it, it there's so many so I mean she she you know she uh, that was probably if I have any complaint about it was she she did. She personalized the stories a lot. She told the stories from her personal family history, you know, and that was cool. I mean, yeah. I'm not, I'm not knocking it, I, but I, I mean, but some of the some of the facts, some of the some of the knowledge that she was dropping it's was crazy. just just it was it was amazing and and mind blowing. I didn't realize that uh, during slavery, we all know that cotton was king, but sixty percent. Over sixty percent of the United States' gross national product, the, the, all the money that the country makes, came from cotton, from unforced labor. In fact, this is something else I didn't know. I think they she did a, a number that a statistic that talked about uh, the the value, total value, total value of all the enslaved Africans, total value of all the enslaved Africans was more than the railroads. The banks, the factories, every industry in the country combined. Yes. In other words, we were worth more than the rest of the whole country. Yep, yep. We was a hot commodity. Oh yeah. And there was a. They had one series. She was talking about the black women. Oh, and how God, they were yeah. treated through slavery, and I, I, my heart just dropped. I was like, "You got to be fucking kidding me!" They worked these women raped them, put them in the fields until they gave birth of a baby. One woman had, if they had 12 kids, only six lived. Right. Other ones were born, stillborn, or they were just dead. And they would, they, I've got these two brothers, they were they were in, in Atlanta. Yeah. They, had, they had a farm. They had a thousand slaves. And they had stopped bringing in African slavery, I think in 1809. Right. And these two brothers raped these women every time that one became mature, mature enough to give, um, um, have their uh, menstrual, and they would lock them in rooms and, and oh, rape them. And they grew even more than what they had by all these children. They, they called Milanos back then. Milano's, it was just yeah. crazy. And and the thing about it is, is, is <laughs> going to sound, sound horrible. Uh, I don't even like the term, I, I you know, th- th- watching the show, I can't call myself an African-American anymore. And the reason I can't call myself an African-American anymore is because I'm certainly not African. And I have, a, based on what Keith was just describing, and this is, this is not just like an isolated instance. This was the, the it was common practice. Was so true. they did like, the, I think the, one of the things they mentioned in terms of like the, our genetics, 25% of our genetics if you're a if you're a black if you're a descendant of slaves if you're if you're American a black American descendant of slaves of of enslaved people I don't use that term anymore enslaved people you have twenty five percent of your DNA is European yeah. mm-hmm. so we three quarters of something right. we ain't one hundred percent black Phil sorry sorry. And- and Mark yep. is the only uh, free one. Yeah. <laughs> hey, Dirk, we rest still in slavery. <laughs> you know what's crazy? 
y'all, y'all just really killed my mood, man. You know, I'm, I'm coming back from a high, man. And I, I don't know, I'm a, to the audience, I don't know if I can watch something like that, man. That's that's just going to yeah. run my pressure up, man. You, no, you got to watch it. I know it's it, work. I know I got to do it. But this just say, man, y'all, y'all, y'all got me in here sweating. And, and I got the heat down. Y'all know I don't put the heat up too much up in this joint. Paying for it, but it's like, oh my God. Think really? about the generation wealth that we lost. It's just so incredible. Yeah. You know, you go back to Black Wall Street when they lost everything. And in Wilmington. I'm not uh, here. Of uh, Florida and Rosewood and all them stuff where they, they took what these people made. Right. You know, that they wealth. it to the they, ground. Yeah. 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 So the wealth they can't get back, those families, is like. It doesn't even exist. Well, what I just happy, you know, what I said at the top of the show about only one of us having been born with the full rights, citizenship rights, uh, was Mark. But think about that. Um, So, in essence, this generation, our generation, the the four of us, are the first generation that will have an opportunity to theoretically, theoretically, have an opportunity to have live without the restrictions of 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 being able to get a loan even though we know that that still happens uh and theoretically being able to have access to an fha loan to theoretically be able to purchase a home to theoretically be able to pass that home down to our descendants so think about what i'm just saying this is 60 years we're talking about that's all we're talking about that's it we're not talking about like you know 100 years we're talking about this is just now Versus people who have had opportunities, certainly since the 30s and before. Keith mentioned before about the land. One of the things that they did in, in contrast to the land that, that was stolen in Georgia was, um, you know, uh, the, the, he mentioned the 40 acres of the mule. 40 acres of the mule was proposed by General Sherman, who was one of the uh, leading generals in the Civil War. And he asked specifically, what could you guys, what, what do you need to get? you know, to get right. And a reverend said, well, if we have, you know, 40 acres that we can work ourselves and, and the means to work it, a mule, uh, we should be all right. And he said, okay, fine. And as soon as Lincoln was assassinated, the next president was Andrew Johnson, who was a white supremacist, former slave owner, mind yes. you. He, he wasn't having that. So I was like, nah, I don't think y'all gonna get that 40 acres of the mule. So even that, so they denied us 40 acres, but at the same time, they were, uh, Offering in the great land grab 160 acres to to white Europeans who were immigrating to the country. Yep. They said, Yeah, if you can get there and you can get here and you can get out there and plant your stake, that's what you saw, like the Oklahoma land rush and these yeah. people in the in the uh in the uh and the kind of stolen wagons, right? Covered wagons racing west trying to grab a piece of land, uh blazing saddles. That's what that was all about, <laughs> you know, going out there to get a you know piece of land. They offered them a hundred and six, four times, four, four times the amount of land for free, no questions asked, and they denied us 40 acres after we built the entire wealth of this nation. And anybody that does not think that black people did, built the entire wealth, the cotton trade was what was, uh, it, that, that, that was the other thing they talked about. The cotton trade was used to finance pretty much every other element of the country. It financed the railroads, it financed the banks, it financed the insurance companies, it financed Wall Street. That's what was being traded there. That's cotton was king. Cotton was the thing that we did. And it, and it 
it had financed and fueled and allowed people in the northern factories. And the Industrial Revolution was a function of that. Um, so the northern factories were getting the cotton from the south and they were using that to make cloth, which they sold all around the world. Cotton is what drove this country and we picked it for free mm-hmm. and still haven't been paid for it. Nope. And I'll tell you something else. They did the, the final, one of the final episodes is about policing. And oh. we've been talking about policing forever. And I didn't know this. And I didn't know this till just a couple of days ago. But apparently, the Haitian Revolution, Toussaint Louverture, when they, over, when they had the Haitian Revolution and, they, and they, they had the slave revolt in, in Haiti and overthrew the slave masters in Haiti, that sent shockwaves throughout the Western world, it threw shockwaves throughout the colonial world and both North and South America. Everybody was paranoid and panicked. And so what started happening, what started happening is they came up with the Negro codes, the slave codes. Black people couldn't gather together, couldn't, ha- couldn't hang out, couldn't be around together. They couldn't be, they couldn't worship together. They could not be in any kind of groups together because they thought that they might be plotting on them. And that's when they started coming up with slave patrols. Everybody had to be a member of the slave patrol. Everybody had to, had to participate. If you did not participate, you got fined. So that was the beginning of policing in America. And you think about it. Keith mentioned a few weeks ago on the podcast about cops would come around and cat guys would just be sitting around in the corner just talking. They would come and break it up. Right. It's, it's amazing to make that connection from one, one moment in time to the very pleasant day. Yeah, it just shows things have not changed that <laughs> oh. much in well, all the years that we have been on this earth, guys. Ain't too much change. There like was a man, he was on a plantation until 1972. You hear what I'm saying? 1972. 1972. I'm in public school. Damn. Yes, he was on the plantation. He ain't know he was free. He couldn't go nowhere, Derek, because the land he had, they took from him. So okay. he had to live on the plantation with his family as sharecroppers. Damn. Right. And okay. then they robbed him as sharecroppers because they never told him actually how much they made. <laughs> oh, they just God. kept them in debt that they stayed there for all these years. And you couldn't leave. Them. If you left, you was you know, you were you were theoretically a debtor and they would send the police after you. Right. Yeah. Wow. You know, it's it, it's it's the more you know. And I and now I understand. I get it. I you know I don't I don't support it, but I certainly get why Ron DeSantis and all these other people, all these other conservatives all over the country, are trying to hide this history. It's not because they you know they they uh, you know think that oh yeah they're, they're worried about the kids learning. No, they're trying to hide this history because they're worried about everybody learning. Because the more you know. Uh, the worse it is. And and somebody has a great meme. I think it's on Twitter. Uh, there's a great meme about uh, Ruby Bridges. Uh, it was one of the little girls that was, was you know, trying to attend integrated school and was yeah, was, was, right. was 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 brutalized verbally and and and, and spit on spit and, on and physically. Right. And it was the the, the, the line is I am paraphrasing it, but the line is if she was strong enough to take it then your kids should be strong enough to read about it. That's right. That's right. Facts. You know, um, facts. Yeah, facts. You know, I mean, it, it, as I said, I mean, I, I don't want to, uh, you know, uh, I'm, not, I'm not getting a check from Nicole Hannah-Jones. I'm not getting a check. <laughs> you know, I, I, found, I sound like I'm, I'm, I'm hyping her stuff up. But I got to say, it, it, it is worth watching. It is worth your I'm time. 
and I'm not saying this is as, as certainly as, as black people, you definitely need to watch and, and white folk need to watch too. Um, I just got one thing and I, I didn't see it to our studio audience, but um, my brother and uh, brought up about the, uh, the groups with the police and how it's similar to today. And I just want to go out on a limb. And I said this a couple of weeks ago, <laughs> if I'm on any Martin Luther King Boulevard and it's about seven to eight of them Thundercats in a, in a huddle, I'm okay with them breaking that up in front of the bodega. I'm I'm okay. You know, I, I mean, I, I mean, I don't think they organize and overtake nothing but me. Okay, that's what that's what I feel. <laughs> here, here come the middle aged man. Let's get it in. Okay, so I'm okay. You know, Mister Charlie, break that up for me if you can, man. <laughs> oh my God! But I tell you, I'm definitely going. I I will be honest, I probably can watch everything until it comes to the way they treated the women because my stomach, even with roots, it just couldn't take it. But everything else I should be pretty cool with, with the way you guys describe it. So I'll probably just fast forward that part of it. You know, I, No, I you got I me. Mean, you know what it is? I, I, I know what you're saying. You don't know, don't know um, how my mind go, man. You don't know. You don't know. You don't know. I, I, Trust me. I'm just, I, I got you. I'm just All saying right. that, that, that. I believe that what you said. Y'all got to watch. You just got to watch it. You just have to watch it. Just That's, take it all in and process it. Watch an episode. <laughs> Don't do what Keith did. Keith, Keith called me up Friday night. See? He was tight. Okay. Yeah, was I was cool. like, what's, what's the matter with you? Me, he called me up. Man, you got me watching this show. <laughs> Listen I'm me. like, well, That's why I can't. Me, man. To this day, and I know it was just a movie, and I think I talked to Keith Saturday about the same thing, and I said, I, I still don't like Chuck, Chuck Connors as the rifleman because of Ruth. Right because of Roots, I still don't like this guy. And it, I know it's a movie. I know he was playing a role. I cannot get the image out of my head. And I'm in public school when the the mama has got to bring her daughter. And the daughter saying, I don't want to go. And she's saying, oh, he probably got a warm with the coat for you. And they in, they in front of the you know Chuck Connors room. And then he just gets sick of it and said, come in here, you little winch. At, I, I was lost after that, so I don't know if I, I can go that route. You know, when it comes to the ladies, everything else I can stomach it. I just when you're telling me there's two guys and all they doing is is raping African American women, you know, because that's you know back then that's property. I, I I don't know if I can stomach that, but I'll give it a go. But I will shut it down and be like, no, because I, I got to get sleep at night, man. I got to get sleep at night. I I know it's an ugly history. It needs to be taught and it needs to be said. I don't know if I'm in the right frame of mind to watch it now. I'll leave it at okay. that. I, I will say something that <laughs> he just, our cousin just said that about the raping of the women. Seemed to have no problem with Cosby. <laughs> he was perfectly fine, willing to find an alibi for his indiscretions <laughs> and everybody else. But that one, you know, That's now, now, yeah, now remember, Cosby didn't enslave people. Okay, he didn't enslave people. Uh, <laughs> he didn't rape the court. He did, though, yeah. He kind of yeah. yeah. did, though. If you, if you yeah. drug somebody, they can't leave yeah. when they want to leave. That's kind of... I mean, yeah. You know, he didn't enslave them. This this is like you're owning, you, you're on the plantation, you can't leave. You know, after the... Uh, if you got roofies, a roofie, you can't leave? Once, yeah. the roofies, yeah. once the roofies wear off, you can leave, though. All right, you get your, you get your, you know, oh, get your undergarments. Right. He's defended once again. Wow. He I'm just not defending him. Passion defense by how, you know, how it break his heart. <laughs> Yet he defends the behavior. Let me let me be clear to the audience because you guys are mixing words when it comes to me. 
I do not defend Mr. Cosby. What Mr. Cosby did was wrong. The issue was I was trying to give him the benefit of the doubt. But once the overwhelming evidence, and remember I said it, we go back to the podcast. When I saw those little series, I'm like, I can no longer defend Cosby. When you see the kids are like adults and they explain it and then you go back and you show them when they're kids, I'm like, yo, I, I, I can't mess with this guy. That's all I'm saying. So I did try to give him a pass. For the record, Cosby has no passes with me. It's over. He did it. It's disgusting. Carl Malone, disgusting. I, you know, I, I'm off the... R. Kelly? R. Kelly? R. Kelly's disgusting. You know, in spite of, in step of the name of love in that Chocolate Factory <laughs> CD, you know, y'all, y'all can't deny it, man. That's, that's a mother, man. And for the record, I want to go on the record. They did drop Step in the Name of Love on Saturday, and I didn't get out there, but I did bop my head. I, I did bop my head. You know, I did bop my head to it. I did bop my, I'm sorry. That's just one record for the. It's timeless. But R. Kelly is another. Didn't he just get another 20 years? I just heard last week over the weekend. He got some more jail time. Him and that Weinstein. That's unacceptable. So I'm not on the bandwagon with those guys. For the record, thank you, Mark, for trying to throw me under the bus. I appreciate you, bro. All right. Well, okay. I guess that's that's it's clear. Semi- it's I, clear. Okay, if you say it's, it's clear, clear. I'm all, I'm not I'm not down with them. It's, it's, it can't be no clearer. I'm telling you. But your guys kind of want to pull me into that. I don't know what it is, man. You want me in controversy? I'm I not. You in have it. a lot of defense for some of these. Uh, some of the time, sketchy yeah. behaviors. <laughs> your your level or your tolerance of what you will defend with some of this behavior is always blows my mind. It's and it just struck me odd coming off of what you just said because I understand that sentiment. That, that, that Roots got me when Roots come out. It's like seventy five, seventy six. Okay, yeah. so so okay, seventy six. So I'm seven years old and I'm in watching those scenes that. The foot being cut off, the, the yeah. beatings, all it just it would it would break me. And then back then, I mean, you'd watch it because it's almost like required watching. And then you had to go to bed. So like, watch this horror, not go to bed. So I remember those things, and and, and then all the way up to you know, Twelve Years a Slave and, and every other movie. So at some point, it just it beats on you, and it, and it, t- it gets gets you crushed. But so you, you, with that level of concern and, and that he spoke of, I get. This is the same cat who has a high tolerance of some shady behavior. <laughs> but you know what's one thing I picked up from um, watching the, the show that really um, kind of really irked me was when these women with the black sisters gave birth to these kids, they should have been, uh, had the rights to the, the wealth of the, the fathers. But the government, the federal government, again, changed legislation and rules to say that any any child born to these black mothers were black kids. They were right. not white. So they, they, they uh, that's part right there. Also stripped them of wealth of these rich owners because they would have been entitled to all these things. Right. The first point. Yeah. In fact, yeah, yeah that, that this was like the, the English law and that's what they used to base it on was that, um, the the property rights of the children of 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 the uh, male uh, would go to the 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 offspring of that of of that male. So yeah, if you you know you can have your own younger children, but if your firstborn happens to be um, 
hate to use this word, a bastard you side through rape, that's technically your firstborn. And, and it used to right. be them, that child would get, you know, if, he, if the property was going to him, you know, then uh, he would get it. But then they said, yeah, it was. It, it, then they changed it up, as Keith said, so that now the children of the of the slave enslaved woman are themselves yeah. slaves. Yeah, so they crazy. cannot be they cannot own property. But you, hey, Anthony, mm-hmm. when you guys watched it, there's two couples. They were um, getting married. And oh. I always wonder about this. You know, you had the, the, the little form you fill out, black, white, Asian, other, and what so forth. That came about because of that. Right. To to know who, who were black and who was white. And that's how they, they different, how they did things or how or where you lived at or what jobs you got. Right. We Think about this, uh, to, to Keith's point. You Every time you apply for anything, Anything, any any application, loan, whatever you pl- apply for, they even voting, um, they'll ask you to identify, racially identify. That only happens here. Yes. That's like a thing that happens here. This this is and this is a function of this is a a, a remnant of our slave past. Yes. That happens here. You have to identify as as black or native american or black non-spanish speaking or black spanish speaking i mean they they racial classifications this is like south africa this is america's south africa now they started using that word i think uh uh hannah nicole jones was using that word to describe america and i think it's not wrong it is apartheid you know we we back in the 80s and you know before before nelson mandela got in uh, became president of South Africa, we were all like, yeah, we got to divest. We got to, you know, this apartheid, this horrible, it's awful. And we were watching and listening and hearing all of this horrific stuff, not realizing that we was looking in the goddamn mirror. Right, straight at it. Because mm-hmm. they say in their countries, they don't even have that. He said when he looked at it, he was like, what is this? Right. And they, they would not allow them to get married in Virginia because they didn't fill out that piece of paper. That's where, wow. Yeah, that's real, real. They would, because they would not fill out what race they were. They told them, no, you can't get married here. Right, because they did. They refused to sign. Refused to sign the racial form. They could not get married. Um, which is, you know, again, it's, it's, it's. And they were like, well, what, what's the deal? Why, why do we have to sign it? I think the, the young man was uh, from Africa. I think it was from Ghana, and the, and the young woman, I think, was uh, I think India. Uh, Indian descent. Yeah. yeah. Um, but they, they said, well, why are we filling this out? I mean, yeah, we just want to get married. We just want to sign. You know, go to justice. They were. They, they were going to the justice of the peace, or because you know we all know that once you sign that little contract, you're technically married. The, the ceremony is just you know, it's for y'all. You know, it's a party for y'all. <laughs> but but the but the government is only concerned with you. You know, with that marriage license, and that's a, that's exactly what it is. It's a contract. You're signing a contract saying that this you know this a legally binding agreement, which is why you don't go to your reverend. To get out of your marriage, you go to your lawyer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true, man. Been down that road. <laughs> oh yeah. So yeah, like as I said, I mean, you know, uh, there's there's so much to 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 parse and so much to talk about. I guess as you guys do your homework, uh, we'll talk about it more next week. Uh, you know, but I just wanted to cover one wanted to dip into that because it is as as we said last week it's it's black history month it's actually it's american history month change that up too i'm changing all my language man i'm no i'm not i'm a black american 
damn, I ain't African American no more. I'm Black American. Black American. But twenty five percent of European blood. Twenty five percent a year, right? So I'm 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 three quarters. <laughs> three quarters. I don't know where from an octoroon or quad. I don't know what I am, but I'm three quarters. You don't have you to you, you don't have to differentiate from that. You just say you're American because there's no, there is no like if you're um. If you're born in uh, uh, Somalia, you can say you're Somalian or China, you say China. But uh, Chappelle has a perfect joke. He said, you know, everybody in, uh, in uh, China is Chinese and everybody in America is racist. But basically, he was saying, <laughs> the point being, there's no, because this country was stolen and everybody just wound up here, there's no such thing as a native, well, a Native American. I know you have the Native Americans, but the Africans were here before that. So there's no like, we're not indigenous to this land any more than the Irish, the English, the French. We're all such a hodgepodge of, of crap. So we can just say American because essentially American is essentially just a mutt. So we don't have to differentiate between black, Asian, Latin. say, hey, we're American. We're, we're just a, bit, a country of mutts. Different rules for different mutts. But as far as, you know, like, you know, if you go to China, I know you, <laughs> the joke is you can see it on the face. You can, there's, they are Chinese and that's pretty quote unquote obvious. And I guess if you go to India, like, you know, uh, you know that's an obvious look of sorts. But the Americans, there's no quintessential American other than our language. And even that's crazy because it's, the person in, in Georgia sounds completely different than the person in Seattle. There's not like, you know, there's no, universality there either so i think we can just simply instead of trying to parse it out we just said listen we're just the land of mutts and some of the mutts got treated a lot better than other mutts like <laughs> mutts are all right i'm black listen i'm just gonna leave it there well black Chris, 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 i ain't got time to parse down you know this that all these different labels of white people just white people <laughs> i'm not gonna stay there well, i'm irish i'm whatever at this point you're on my list you just consider a white person i'm not gonna sit there and try to parse what you might be and what your religion is and what right. listen I, I, it is too much you're in my way you're in my way no 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 it's it, it's 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 as i said it it's it is worth discussing it's worth discussing because i think the more you discuss it, the more it gets out, the more people hear. Hopefully our our listeners will will take the time and start, you know, venturing out. Just, you know, it, it, it's not, you know, to your point, Derek, it's not going to make you comfortable, but you're not supposed to be comfortable. You know, you need to, you know, people need to know. You need to know, not for you even, mm-hmm. not for you, but for for your descendants. You need yeah. to know for your descendants. I'm, you know, I, I, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm learning, not for me, but you know, should I ever have grandchildren or should, you know, right. or or whatever? I need to let them know I was not born a full citizen in the United States. That's a fact. Yeah, damn, that's the news to me to today. Earlier is the fact that you got is is that the next generation, next two, probably next generation, but definitely next two, essentially got to overthrow, 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 or overrule or overrun this. In Marjorie Marjorie Green Taylor, uh, Marjorie, Marjorie Taylor, Taylor Green, Green. Uh, Green, and the uh, what's that asshole Gates, um, Desantis, and uh, the the governor of Texas. Those people got to make sure that that philosophy dies, dies. quick, 
Like, you know, when, when they rise up and say crazy things and you have, you know, Marjorie Taylor Greene looking like Creole DeVille, that has to die quick because those are the ones, they're, they're running scared. Regular people are like, whatever. But they're running scared because like they're feeling like, oh my gosh, they may be catching up. Listen, you give, if you give me 400 yards, I'm never losing any race. <laughs> I mean, if I lose a race, <laughs> if, if Usain Bolt gave me 400 yards, I'm going to beat him to every finish line. So if you got 400 years, you should never lose a race. So if a couple guys happen to pop through, you're still okay. So what are you worried about? So, Mark, question. You know, Anthony sent us a thing on TikToks. So which is she? White folks or white I mean, she, people? She's just a flat-out racist. I mean, she, she's, <laughs> I'm not, she's not even a parse. She's a flat-out racist. And what makes her so bad is that she is so ignorant, but thinks she's not. She's 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 like one of those people. Like we, well, I always say, like you know, tr- the, the worst thing about Trump, and there's a lot of things that are worse about that are bad about Trump, is that he's so stupid, but he thinks he's the smartest person in the room. So when he's talking, he's thinking he's saying brilliant things, and people around who who know are like, "It's a fool," but. Everybody's scared of the fool because the fool is crazy. I mean, I mean, John Lane had a crazy, you know, a, a perfect joke about uh, the presidency. He said, you know, I'm like most Americans, I was kind of lazy with the presidency. I didn't really watch what was going on, going on in the White House because it kind of just ran itself. But then suddenly, uh, a ry- uh, I think an elephant showed up in the White House. You're like, what? There's an elephant in the White House? And then, you know, he's just running and knocking it. And that's how it is. He's so, that mentality is so crazy and so outlandish that you are forced to pay attention to things that you would never think to pay attention to because he's so over the top. And that's, yeah, that's how they are. They're so over the top. You go, man, I got to I gotta address that stupidity. Yeah, because they vote. Those people who she talks to, they vote. I think I think what 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 is scary, and I, you know, there's a philosophy. I forget what it's called. There's, there's a there's a scientific theory for about people who are so dumb they don't know what they don't know. Uh, I think there's a there's a science there's an actual term for it. there's a there's a there's a scientific or psychological term for people who are so so stupid they don't know what they don't know, and that's Trump. And and what's dangerous, what's dangerous, is that almost more people voted for him than they did for Obama. And Obama won in two landslides, so they're they're out there. You know, if you watch. Again, these the if you start doing the history, we're back in the same cycle. These cycles repeat each, repeat themselves. We're back in the same cycle as as Keith was talking about Sherman and Forty Acres of the Mule. And next thing you know, uh, Lincoln is dead, and we have a white supremacist in the White House changing up the rules. Uh, then all of a sudden, you you know they go after Reconstruction. Before you know it, Reconstruction is over uh, after a short period of time, which I never understood. By the way, you know we get here in sixteen nineteen. 250 years later, we got maybe like 12 years. <laughs> Crazy, right? <laughs> and they go, yeah, I, I think I think that's enough. I, I, enough of this shit. Enough. We're going back. <laughs> yeah. that's, it. that's it. We got to go back. Stop. 12 years? Wait, wait, what? And to Mark's point, I, I, I've always said this about supremacy. Yeah, if you have a 400-year head start, if you have a jump, I mean, you know, when I used to, when, when my son was little and we would race, I never tried to hold him back or, or take a lead and say, yeah, I'm going I'm to I'm go 20 yards ahead of you. Why? Because I was pretty sure I was going to beat him. Right. When I played basketball, I didn't say, oh, I need five points. Why? I was sure I was going to beat him. Right. So the point is, 
if you are truly superior, you don't need any advantages. Mm-hmm. And yet, every time you turn around, they're looking for a new advantage. You want to change the voting world laws. You want to change everything imaginable. As Keith said, you know, you you know, you change the the paternity laws. You change all of this stuff. You're superior. Why do you need all of these advantages? Yeah. Superman doesn't need any advantages. <laughs> Am I right? You're right. Agreed. One hundred and fifty percent, man. But they know if you 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 put us all at that 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 starting line at the same time, you know, we gonna come out on top. So you gotta keep moving back the uh the line in the sand. They they have to do that. It's it's mandatory, and it's it's the fear when you've been in control for so long. You know you you're not looking to get that up. That things are good. So if I that means I need to keep you know, changing the rules and not letting you know clearly what the new rules are and making it real vague and muddy. They they are similar to parking in Manhattan when I look at a traffic sign. You're like, damn, can I park here? It's just total mass. It's just total confusion. Every time you look around, you got like the moon on it now and it's the arrows are pointing each, each, each way. But for the people who know the rules, you always going to be good and that's them because they set the rules. So they always going to do that. If Sad to say, I hope I don't get jumped on. If I was them, I'd change the rules too, man. I need to make sure my people are taken care of, and that's what they're doing. But we have to find a way to knock down that wall, and hopefully through this project, the 1619 that started, you know, we can uh, make a little, uh, you know, headway on that and uh, kind of get, you know, get our feet, you know, in the game. It's going to be tough, but we got to try it, though, man. But it's going to, I don't know if it's going to be our lifetime, maybe our grandkids' lifetime. Derek, Maybe, you you know, said it's, it's, I'm sorry, Derek. You said it's, it's, uh, it's sad to say everybody would do that. Everybody, if given a yeah. chance, I mean, I'd do it. The, yeah. the 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 Egyptians did it to other Egyptians. I mean, any yeah. given a chance, it's like I would say at work. If you don't just and we we're doing a show, you know, talking to the producer. If you don't say like things are going crazy, if you don't decide something. Leave it up to me. You're not gonna like my decisions. I'm just gonna go with yeah. the simplest thing. So, if given a chance, I'm gonna dominate the conversation. If you let me, right. let me. So, given a chance, there. What the the difference is is, yeah, I, I'm gonna make the easiest decision to get us out of the show. But I'll acknowledge the fact that I did that, and that hey, maybe next time we can do it a different way. Versus saying, you know, this is the only way it could have possibly been done, and no, 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 this could have been other ways and it's that fear that DeSantis fear that's that's driving me crazy not the fact that they did it yeah I'm annoyed I'm pissed and I'm angry but the fact that you won't acknowledge that you kicked me in the stomach you did it and you yeah. stepped on my feet and you act as and when I say no no here's the evidence I'm telling you this is what you did I got the broken foot no 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 <laughs> you, that's the part that didn't sense you right. the fact that you won't even acknowledge obvious and blatant things it's bad enough that you did it and then when I prove it to you and you say no, wasn't me, that's when I want that's why I want to choke you. Got you. Understood. That is true. Like Shaggy said, it wasn't me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, I, I, again, I mean, all of you guys are right. You're all correct about what we're saying. And I and, and I hope that it's not my grandchildren. I hope it's sooner than that. And 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 to, to Mark's I got, I got, point. I got a I got a, I got a nephew coming on, another one? Nah, oh, nah, good. Nah, 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 I know yet. my nephew. I don't want him being a father yet. I love nah, that boy. Yeah, but let's nah, just slow that roll. 
and, yeah, and no, same no. truth my two idiots. I'm not saying <laughs> special. <laughs> you know who you're no, talking no, about. I'm, yeah, no, no, no. He def, definitely not yet. No. Uh but but at some point, I would imagine. Um but 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 again, it is it's it's I hope that it's not generations from now and I, I I sent you guys a TikTok video and let me see if I can get this guy's I think his name is Bayero Media and he just makes a distinction and I, I'm not gonna go into the if you could if you want to Google this guy he's great um he, he's on TikTok and I'm not I don't, I don't even subscribe to TikTok I don't even have the app on my phone but I, I did come across it uh my significant other made sure I saw it that's right uh, they're watching anyway China they got you they got they you is, is. So, so 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 anywho the balloon, um, the balloon is outside the house. <laughs> it's, 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 it is right now. I'm looking at it. Um, <laughs> but he was talking. He was making the distinction between white folk and white people. And I think to your point, Mark, uh, Chris Rock does a routine about uh, black people and and you know ninjas. Um, you know, and and I think in this particular case, we're going to need. I think we we can't for for the white folk. And white folk essentially, you know, he 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 lists a whole bunch of things, but essentially he's talking about allies. These are people that are, are your family. These are people that are your friends. These are people that you you grew up with and and are down for you, and you know you're down for them. And you eating at their house, and they eating at your house, and you you know you their, their moms and their dads call you their nieces and nephews and whatever. And these are the people you see at your barbecue. Uh, and we know people like that. We do know people. And those are going to have to be the people that that really make the difference. Those are going to have to be the people that make the difference. Uh, again, we're only twelve percent of the population. We're only twelve percent of the population, and we only have two percent of the nation's wealth. So it's not going to come from us. I mean, as much as people like to, you know, say, "Well, look at these people. They made them like look, look at Jay Z and look at no." There's only two percent of us that right. that that reach that number. Two percent of the wealth, when you think about it. You know, and again, we're twelve percent of the population, um, and the 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 economic numbers, you know, uh, between uh, black families and white families are just it, it's a joke. It's a it's such a horrific joke. You know, the, the the amount of us that live in poverty. Yes, there there are numerically more white people on uh, public assistance than there are black folks, but that's simply because there are more of them. But uh, as a percentage, you know, when you get to percentages, those numbers are ridiculous. So it is going to require um, not just us, but all of us to to get it done. And certainly the political means to get it done is going to, it's, it's, it's a, it is a high hill to climb and they're still working really, really hard as we were talking to upset the apple cart to, to deny us and to, to keep tilting this advantage in their favor is all y'all seem to be okay with that shit. Uh, tilting the advantage <laughs> in their favor. Um, so yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll see. Uh, before we go, there was a couple of things I definitely wanted to talk about. Uh, the NBA, didn't they used to play defense in that league? Not no more. Oh, yeah. oh, Not no more, man. It's a free for all, man. It's a free for all. The days of the, the bad boys in Detroit are gone, man. We're now all you doing. Huh? I don't want that. Yeah. I don't want 75-74 games, but but 175 in a double overtime game. Yeah, I don't Come want on, it. Yeah I, yeah, I don't want that either. I mean, I want mm. I want good six-figure games, but I want something competitive. This all-star regular season type mentality they got going is ridiculous. Mm-hmm. They need the Knicks with the black socks on. Deep <laughs> Dirk Harper, them cats. 
That's pushing you, fighting these, you. These guys ain't playing no D. Nothing I ain't whatsoever. seen nobody here break down and clap their hands and you know get up all of it. I, none of that. It's no. like, you know it's like Matador de- like like Clyde says Matador defense Olay and these cats running right by. Also, the, yeah. the thing that drives me crazy to watch these players do this is that they die on the pick every single time. There's no such thing as fighting over. It. So switch. these guys, it, it, these yeah, it's, it's a switch and it's a soft switch. It's not like some guy where you really yeah. try to fight over. The guy just kind of weighs. The guy comes up sets a hard, half hearted pick and they just give it up. So no wonder you can constantly, you know, score because you're always getting the matchup that you want versus mm-hmm. no, I got I got, you know, I got him all game long. You're gonna have to, you know, foul me out or double pick me to get him off. These guys just like soft picks, so they're going against advantages all the time. It drives me crazy watching mm-hmm. this guy die in these soft picks. What 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 happened what happened when when they started changing the rules and even the hard you know some of the fouls aren't even hard and you got to go to the to the video and you got to stop the game and now it's a flagrant one or two and all he did yo he made a hard play for the ball so I think a lot of the players kind of took a back seat because they're changing the rules and it's like we're well, freaking I'll wait and I'll get it on the offensive end and like you said when you set a pick and you don't you know we used to say squeeze him. And that's that's when you mean you double team or make him pick up his dribble or give it yeah. up. We just not gonna let you, you know. If I'm Jason Tatum, I'm not playing against Steph Curry because some uh, Marcus Smart is standing in the way. No, we gonna squeeze you, pass it to Marcus Smart, let him make a play. But you're not gonna be getting the matchup you want every time. And I think what has happened, the NBA wants to score more because they think the fans want to see the up and down because now, in my opinion, it's becoming more of an entertainment than it is just basketball. Yeah, well, I watched I watched the uh, Bill Russell. Um, that was really good. On Netflix. And, you know, and it, it was like, wow. Okay, I mean, it, you're watching two, I mean, obviously the game has certainly changed and evolved. But in terms of the mindset of the game, that's that's the part that I think really really bothers me. The fact that that the mindset is is gone. These guys just don't. I I'm not saying they don't care, but but and maybe you're right, Derek. Maybe it's just the league has just said, you know, we're going to change the rules to 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 uh, accelerate the scoring, just like the NFL soften the rules with the quarterback. Yeah. So you know, and soften the rules with wide receivers. You can't punch, touch them. You can't grab them after, you know. So, you know, yeah, you get more scoring, but I think you get a less pure game. And I just don't like the idea of that being modeled for young people, um, you know, because they, they they think the defense is optional and it used to be, you know, the chant in the garden. You know, that was the that was right. Defense yeah. win. Games, I mean, you, you probably haven't heard that in years. Yeah, when was the last time you heard somebody screaming defense in the garden? You no, ain't going to hear it. <laughs> You're not going to hear it, right? Defense. What, what, what is that? Right. What, what, defense? defense? No, we don't do that. Everything, as, as you guys say, is based on offense. When cats are pulling up on a fast break at the three-point line to shoot a three-pointer, oh, there's a problem. But before you go in for the dunk or the easy layup, they stop it at the three-point Ain't nobody behind them. You stop at the three-point line to shoot a, a jump shot. Huh. I, don't want the, I don't want the Kurt Rambis clothesline anymore because that was dangerous. I mean, he's damn near he, killed. They, yeah, <laughs> I mean, they, they he could have been seriously hurt, hurt, you know. But as a, as a guard and as a smaller guard, I knew my ass didn't below belong. I didn't below. I didn't. I wasn't supposed to go belong below that line. If I was in there, and I and if I went in there, you know, AI style. I knew I was gonna get a punishment. Now these guys have no fear of getting slammed to the to the to the floor because you can't touch them. 
Dude, so you, you can't you can't check them out in the perimeter because the handles are too good. So you shoot it, and then when you say, "Okay, fine, I'm gonna force them to drive and send them to some uh, to some Rick the horns, yeah. invisible so, help." He, he can't. They can't come over because they come over. They they gotta kind of baby him. So it's like there's no fear, and it's tough to guard somebody when they have no fear. Do you have? I mean, I knew. Well, listen, get your ass out of the paint. You you don't belong. You don't belong down here. Right. If and if you come in, and I got hit hard. That was sort of the deal. Now they get hard, hit hard. They get off the floor after acting like they got shot by a bazooka, and there's no motion to the desk for them to check it for. Flagrant um, one, flagrant two, and it's like I'm that's like, crazy, man. It's a common foul, man. Yeah, Just common play, play, play the ball, ball down there. Oh, yeah, I mean it's, it's 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 it is it is tragic. Uh, speaking of of uh, I guess Bill, the Bill Russell special on Netflix is good, and I also recommend man. you guys watch Stand on uh, oh, uh, outstanding, yeah, great, outstanding you know, uh, about uh, the former player known as Chris Jackson, who who uh, as Mahmoud Raouf, Mahmoud Abdul Raouf, Raouf, as he as he embraced. Uh, Islam and started listening to the national anthem and started to acknowledge and recognize sort of in the way he was Colin Kaepernick before Colin Kaepernick. This is a kid that was on a trajectory um, to certainly be a Hall of Famer. Um, he was one of the yep. best pure shooters uh, I had seen. I mean, I, you know, when he came out of out of LSU, I was like, wow, this guy, this guy could just, I mean, I'll, you know, there's not many players you watch in college and you go yeah i can see this trend i mean when i was watching him in college i thought damn this guy is just, this is crazy and this is before they were really shooting threes in college or whatever i mean the three-point line when they added it um to the league you know this is a guy i mean he was just he was an outstanding talent and he got blackballed for his stance um uh, you know against the country apparently you know he's he knew the sixteen nineteen project before it came out, uh, <laughs> he sure did. and that's what he was re- that's what he was responding to, and uh, you know the national anthem and everything else. I mean, you know, that's, the national anthem was written by a, 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 a ridiculous racist. Scott, Francis Scott Key was was like a hardcore racist. He was a lawyer that was, you know, he would, he would, he would snatch people up and make sure that they, they got back. Simple. This guy was hardcore, and you know, I'm supposed to sing his song, but anyway, uh, I say that, and I'll just get you, get you. I'm, I'm tight. I'm still tight, Keith. Um, <laughs> you want me to watch that? Okay. No, no, man, it's, you got to watch it though. You got to watch. You wound, you wound up today, baby. You wound up. <laughs> got to watch it though. Oh, um, God. so yeah, what'd you think, Derek? Okay, um, I, I need to comment on something first that you guys... T- first of all, I love the the doc. And um, to our studio audience, it was, it was brought to me off the air that like, wow, you know, he's he's the Colin, that, you know, Colin Kaepernick before Colin, but you, you're still watching basketball. And, you know, it's not a defense, but the reason was I really didn't understand or what he went through and it could have been social media it couldn't it could have been it wasn't broadcast the way that Colin you know went through his trials and tribulations uh with him um taking the knee and when I looked at it I'm like wow man you know this young man his career was taken away from him and I think you know when he got traded um he was all everything in Denver you trade him to the Sacramento Kings and then it just kind of he just kind of disappears and it just wasn't as publicized, in my opinion, 
or I wasn't listening at the time or wanted to listen and acknowledge that what this man has gone through, similar to Craig Hodges, who was with the Chicago Bulls at the time with Jordan. And, you know, so it's like there's those stories out there. And I would just say for me, and the reason why I still was watching Hoops is because um, I didn't really understand fully of what was taken away from him. And I kind of make it, I made it a little simpler that like, yo man, why not just, you know, stand or do what you need to do so you can play. But then when, you know, the police brutality, remember it started, it was still police brutality was always happening, but now we see it on video. So the more video they got, you know, got out there, it really got, you know, like, oh man, this is crazy. And I think that's probably why, I'm not gonna say think, that is why I got on the Colin Kaepernick's bandwagon um, and still on it, you know, before I got on Craig Hodges and uh, uh, my whole, you know, my whole Abdul Roof. I don't, I'm sorry if I messed up your name. Abdul Raouf. So, so, so now that, now that you, now that you do know, you still watching? Well, like I said, you, you know, that's you, how, yeah, yes, now. yes, and yes, I'm watching because that time has passed. Let another ball player. This week, next week, five years from now, and something like that happens and he takes a knee and he gets blackballed and he has to have the talent level of, you know, uh, Maul and of Colin Kaepernick, not like a scrub, like, yo, all right, you was going to get out of the league anyhow, so you're just trying to get, you trying to keep that check coming in. If he's got that talent level and should have been on there and possible Hall of Fame, I have to give up the game. I'm going so on the record saying. hard for you to to, to – Defend his so, rights. So LeBron and and and, and, and LeBron, uh, CP3 LeBron, if LeBron and CP3 take a knee and they still take it a knee and they are blackballed, I am not watching. You can't do that to LeBron. Mm-mm. You know what I got out of this uh, watching the show? Um, before they made this a big rah rah rah, he was doing this maybe three months, three to six, three mm-hmm. three months before. Yeah this particular writer put it out there that infuriated all these people saying, you know, he's on, what's the word I can use? Patriotic Patriotic and all this stuff, which he wasn't. He was respecting the flag by not standing or not even coming out to it. But it just shows you from the 1619 Project to now how this man's wealth was taken away from him, his livelihood. His his um, family, you know, everything is taken away because of what he stood for. And it's just so unfair, you know, that people do this to us. And then later on down the line, now now they want to apologize because he, he was even saying when people see him, they, they saying sorry. They, they didn't know. Um, Jalen Rose brought it out. He said not just the fans owe him apology. We as players yeah, owe him an apology because we didn't stand by his back. Well, one other thing, I mean, if I remember correctly, and I think I am right about this, unlike the NFL, the NBA has always had a rule that the players had to stand for the national anthem, which makes Collins' issue even crazier. That's not an NFL rule. That's a mm-hmm. – you don't, they don't – it's not in the CBA that the players must stand for the anthem in the NFL. That's sort of like a – I guess a courtesy and a, and a, I guess something you kind of do as a, you know, as you just do it. But the NBA has a rule. So when Stern, David Stern, finally caught winner of the Mahmoud deal, he could lay on or rely on 
NBA law, NBA, CBA, say, listen, whatever your beliefs are, this is what we bargained for. This is what you have to do. This is part of the rules. The NFL doesn't have that. They just kind of did it because, you know, you had President Orange in office and then all that, you know, crap went on and they made a big deal of it. So that's sort of even crazier. Mahmoud, at least, and then when he did come out and he he, he stood and he just prayed, they didn't say how you had to stand. You could stand on your hands, you know, on your head if you wanted to, just stand right. up. But that was the rule. That was one of the things that Stern said, and he was right because it was in the CBA, but the NFL doesn't have a rule and still doesn't have a rule about standing for the anthem. Okay, but mm-hmm. he, even though he came out, you know, pray, because he said he's praying for those people, they still ostracized him. They still, yeah, yeah, like, no, you know, yeah, they, they still ran him into the ground, you know. They took everything of his family's wealth and just yeah. wiped it out. And they burned his house down in and Mississippi. His, house down his in Mississippi. new house he was building, sure. Yeah. So, you know, when you look at these actions taken from, like we said, watch the 1619 Project until what happened to him, what happened to Kaepernick, not much has really changed. Because anytime a, a black man gets into, has some type of power or, so, or out there in front, people treat you differently. And they look at every little thing that you do and they make it so big because this guy, he, he made it like, we got to go right after him. We got to check. We got to check this this man here, right? Because he's not standing up for the flag. But yeah, that's his I mean, choice. It, this is it, a cl- supposed to be the land of the of the free, right? You have a choice. Well, yeah, he has a choice. Remember, it's a, it, it's an NBA rule. He had to do it. He probably didn't, that's remember Stern was a lawyer, and he Stern was a a brilliant marketer, but he's also kind of ruthless. But he was a lawyer, so he knew the legal angle of it. That's why he. That's what he. That's what Stern could rely on. Whether he believed in whatever he didn't, but he could always say, "Listen, by law you have to stand." Captain, and he did. And yeah, yeah. It, it initially, because when that's what was, he he was sitting down, and then he realized, okay, I had to stand by law, so he stood and he prayed, and he still got crap for it. Captain yeah. has no. He has nothing that says he has to stand. He can sit there and pick his nose for whatever he wants, and has nothing that the NFL can do. But they did it anyway. Yeah, well, I mean, it 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 it's it is it, it there we are living in a system of apartheid. Um and you know, <laughs> before we cut out, I I didn't want to I, I should have brought this up earlier, but I guess I I'd sent you guys the Scott Adams oh. um tape. Scott Adams for people who don't know is the uh cartoonist oh, and the creator of this uh very successful by the way extremely successful it's probably syndicated in i don't know how many hundreds of newspapers and and uh, periodicals across the country and perhaps across the world is the creator of the character dilbert and old scott uh <laughs> went on a rant i guess he was just expressing his truth uh the other day about um you know how white folk need to get away from. Uh, he didn't say niggas, but I, I felt it every time he said black people. Uh, <laughs> I mean, you know, sometimes people say black, and all I could hear was nigga coming out of his mouth. That's the way he, he, he that that was the that was the extra flavor he was putting in the black people. He was saying that you know we needed to get away from us, and that uh, we're an inherently violent people, and that we're pretty much should be a, considered, a, I guess he was saying, we should be a terrorist group or some bullshit. I don't know yeah, what we, was going we were on. a gang, like a gang. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like, yo. That's he what he, he, used the, he used the word a hate group. He used yes. the word a hate group. We were a hate group. 
you know, but you notice he says all this after he becomes successful, though, right? You know, so now right. he done moved he his money around. He first started out here. He's got he ain't say that then. Yeah. He was kissing our ass to get along with us, but now that he don't got his dough, he's saying who he really is, you know? Typical. And that's what that's 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 what I think is is the the reality of our world. It's not that's what I was saying earlier about the all the people that voted for Trump. You know, first of all, if you decide, you know, forget politics. Um, you're gonna vote for if, if Harvey Weinstein was running for president and as a Democrat, and I'm a Democrat, I can't I have a hard time. I, I, I gotta sit it out. I can't vote for him. I can't pull I can't pull the lever for him. Can't do it. Right, can't do it. I, I didn't know about Bill Clinton's bullshit until after the fact, but I couldn't do it. And yet, people knew about this guy and voted for him in bigger numbers after the fact. Think about what I'm saying. After seeing him for four years, voted for him in larger numbers than the first time around. It just so happened that he was so egregious that Biden was able to to get more votes. But we was on pins and needles. We was on pins and needles for about a week. <laughs> so, uh, hey, he, if just, he would have won, we might have been wearing some straw hats right now. <laughs> might be exactly. That's what I said. That's how close we are. And Mark, for the record, if we had a little bit more time with the supervisor mentioning Bill Clinton, you know, I was getting ready to go to war for Bill, but we ain't got that time. We didn't know that. We knew before the fact about Bill. We just didn't care. So, <laughs> don't act like we. All those women were screaming. Then we just didn't know. Go to war for Bill. I know you would go for. I know absolutely. I leave that. I leave that for next. I leave that for next week. God damn it! Shoot, man. Don't break Bubba's name up in front of me, man. Don't do it. Yeah, I'm just saying. I'm just saying. I mean, yeah, yeah, you're right, Mark. We did kind of know. Yeah, but a lot of people. But he was. I mean, like you know, I was. I mean, look, it didn't bother Hillary. Didn't bother me. But you know, once it bothered her, he wasn't. He was bad. But Trump is a whole nother level of racist. And but also the, the thing I'm sorry we should probably in the pocket. The thing I always go back to is that at least this is not, it's a bad distinction. At least Bill is smart. Trump is so stupid. It's like now did you pick a criminal and a rapist? You picked a dummy to be the president. That's the part that probably offends me the most. A game show host. Uh, <laughs> that's what, really that's what we, we elected a game show host to be president. A dumb game show yeah. host to be president. A, a bad well, movie. You know, it, it's 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 awful. As I said, uh, I, I hope that our listeners uh, keep listening. Um, and I, I strongly advise again, as as this is probably the last podcast of the month of February, but but it's still on. Check out on Hulu. Find it wherever you can find it. Sixteen Nineteen Project and uh, Nicole Jones. Uh, make sure you watch it. Um, as for us, uh, wherever you're listening to your podcast, make sure you subscribe to Power to the People. Make sure you hit that subscribe button and, and get these these in in-depth conversations and in, in defense of rapists, uh, Derek, uh, that you get every week. Uh, make sure that you, you find us wherever you're listening and hit the subscribe button. You can find us on social media at Power to the People on Facebook. Um, you can also find us on Twitter. I'm back on Twitter, by the way, at Power to the Peeps, P-O-W-E-L-L, the number two, the letters D-A-P-E-E-P-S, Power to the Peeps on Twitter, which I find ironic because it's a South African that's letting my ass back on with his racist ass. But anyway, I'm back on Twitter at uh, Comic Tony Powell. You can find me there. Um, you can also find us on Instagram and you can find us back here where you're listening right now next week. We will see you then. Peace. Peace. Peace.